Hey yo, it's your boy Robin. Back at it with a brand new episode of the Never Jaded Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. What is good, brother? Things are great. I mean, we're back at it again after yesterday's recording. I mean, it's the first time we recorded back-to-back episodes. I mean... I know, and you recorded another podcast episode for for yourself after yesterday, so you've been getting it in, eh? Yeah, I try, man. Gotta do this, do this grind, the podcast grind. But you know, I'm loving it, and um, it's exciting. Today we have another really special guest. I again, I'm so excited for all the guests that we get because you know we're still very new to the podcast game like we, we didn't even know where we were going to take this show you know mm-hmm. we weren't even, i think we're just starting to take it yes. serious you know what i mean for sure um it's and it's been a pleasure to see you on your podcast growth you know like i i feel like even from your the beginning of your podcast till now your your skills in podcasting have has grown dramatically well, I appreciate the the compliment, but yeah, it's, it's a it's a process. Trying, <laughs> trying my best. I don't, like. Hey, people hear me rambling, right? They think I'm the main guy on the show, but hey, listen, behind the scenes, I'm 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 like looking to Kyle and be like, okay, what do you think? You know, like we're we're game planning behind the scenes. We're always trying to improve yeah. the show. You know, because I don't think we're I don't think we're really there yet, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's a little tricky. I'm gonna be honest. It's yeah. a little tricky. To do uh, Zoom uh, interviews because you know mm-hmm. uh, with For the sure. flow and, and especially when there's more than one person. For sure, it's hard to get your words in sometimes, and, mm-hmm. and you you already know I talk a lot, you know, so it might yeah. be hard for you to get your words in sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you've been if you've been rocking with us, then listen, this is all we ask. This is all we ask. Give us a follow on Instagram at Never Jaded Pod. Okay. If you're listening on Spotify, subscribe or wherever you're listening to, just subscribe. You know, yo, support support the little guys, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and DM us and let us know how we're doing, what mm-hmm. we can work on, who to bring in, and just anything that can help us with the show. We mm-hmm. appreciate that, and yeah, and we love talking to people, man. We I'm do, sure Robin do. would love to uh, connect with everyone. I love connecting, of course. Um, which brings us to our guest today, okay? The only reason we're having a back-to-back episode is because the guests from yesterday and today, they're kind of like a, a duel, okay? Like us. Yes. Okay? Um, so yesterday we interviewed Josh Yang, the comedian, all right? Mm-hmm. And I told you that I discovered him when I interviewed Vong. Um, Vong went on their podcast, okay? Their podcast is called Have We Made It Yet? Right. And you know me, I'm all about the hustle and the grind. So the theme of the podcast, I was like, yo, we, we need to have these guys on. We need to yeah. have these guys on. So yesterday we had Josh Yang. Today we have the other half of Have We Made It Yet, the actor portion of the podcast. Welcome to the show, Lucas Ng. What's up, gang? What's up, gang? Dude, hey. you guys know how to gas each other up, man. I feel so pumped up for the both of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Kyle, I think like when we when we started doing the, do this episode today, I was like, yo, I have to be on my best behavior, you know? How come? Because you know, I've been told, I've been told 
And I kind of felt the vibe too that Lucas is like the nicest, wholesomest guy ever. Okay. Oh, yes. I already feel like that already. Yeah. Josh spoke very highly. Yeah. I mean, we, we are doing this as a video podcast as well. Mm-hmm. And man, looking at him, so wholesome. is <laughs> like that high school kid in, back in the day. Like, you know. Stop it, guys. American Stop boy. It. That kind of thing. Yeah. Like I said, even in the DMs, like when I asked him to do the podcast, like, yo, super polite. You know, even remember the time of the interview. Like, I didn't even, I didn't even mention that, you know. He's like, don't worry, Robin, 9.45 p.m. tomorrow. I'm going to see you guys there. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm like, oh, shoot, man. Yo, I'm, <laughs> I got to thank you for coming on the podcast, man. Yeah. So, Lucas, have you always been this nice? You know, okay, well, it's, it's odd you mentioned that because, like, you know, when I'm going for roles and everything like that, and we're going to get into that and all that stuff, but it's like, I, I generally get those, like those really like best friend kind of nice guy roles. And mm-hmm. honestly, I think I get it from my dad. Cause he's really? like the okay. image of my personality. And I realized as I grow older and older, you are your parents, man. And my dad has always been like this. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, yeah. man. Let, I mean, let's, let's get mm-hmm. into it. We wanted to, we want to start from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. We want to start from the beginning. What was your childhood like? Uh, okay, first off, I was raised in, uh, well, I was born in Hong Kong. So, but okay. I moved to Canada when I was three months old. So, you know, I have my, I'm not sure if you guys have like a lot of Cantonese listeners, but I got my sun funding and all that mm-hmm. stuff too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I have my roots in Hong Kong. Uh, but my main upbringing is, of course, back in Vancouver. Um, I studied in university and all that stuff there and everything like that, but always kind of felt like if I wanted to do anything bigger, I kind of needed to to leave the city, at least for my really? late really? 20s to early 30s. Yeah. Why did you? Because like, okay, I'm, I'm, I've always been an East Coast kid, you know, oh, yeah. your boys from Toronto, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I never thought about leaving the city because I, I, I feel like, because like, you know, Toronto is Toronto, you know, like everything's uh-huh. here, right? Yeah. But in my eyes, I feel like Vancouver's pretty big too, right? But you don't feel that way about Vancouver? Don't get me wrong. Vancouver is so nice, man. Like one of the major mm-hmm. things that I miss in, in Vancouver and then the first things that I noticed when I came here was like, there are no mountains here. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. my, my guiding light, which is usually the mountains back in Vancouver are the, are the North Shore Mountains, which is pointing north. Mm-hmm. Over here, it's the CN Tower, and that's pointing south. Mm-hmm. And like a man-made structure to be my guiding light post, like that, that kind of. Wait, can I swear on this podcast? Yeah. Oh, go for dude. it. Of course. Oh. Yo, I was gonna not swear because I thought you know, like you are so Mr. Wholesome. wholesome right here. <laughs> but yo, if you, yo, cuss away, cuss away. Okay. Because <laughs> legit though, like using the CN Tower as my guiding light post as my north yeah. shore, that really fucked me up because. Like who, who would use a skyscraper as their guiding light? So, but no, this city is bumping though, man. Like it has so <laughs> much to offer. And, uh, and yeah, so, so I realized like back in my university days that my ambitions and my dreams couldn't be found in Vancouver. It, it couldn't contain it at that moment. So I initially moved to Hong Kong for a bit actually to work. Oh, wow. At, uh, yeah, at, at Fox Media for a bit. Um, oh, wow. Promoting like, yeah, yeah. Doing like marketing for them for the UFC fights that they have there for oh. shows like American Idol and all that stuff too. Loved it. But man, that city, I, I tell my friends this, my one year that I spent there, I probably lost about five years of my life. 
It's the well, hustle and bustle, right? It's too really, much. It's a lot. It's it's just, you know, like you especially when you're when you're of course when you're single and in, in your early twenties, like that city can can give you but also take so much from you too mm. at the same time. So, yeah. That's what I hear. Like it's great to vacation there, but living mm-hmm. there is a little tough. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, the, and I think, mm-hmm. sorry, and I think that you being from Vancouver, where it's a lot more chill compared to like Toronto, East Coast, let's mm-hmm. just say you uh, graduated, you moved to Toronto first and have some time there. And then after then you go to Hong Kong, you might be able to adjust a little bit better. But man, I think that transition period from chill mountain rivers and all that <laughs> stuff to Hong Kong, they do yeah. have mountains and stuff too. It's great. But uh-huh. the hustle and bustle, it's like 24-7 when vancouver you just turn it on when you want to turn it on i feel at least my experience being the west coast and all that stuff yeah but hold on hold on on. because i think you kind of just skipped over a lot of things very quickly (laughs) okay my first question is okay what did you study in university right Mm -hmm. and then how the hell did you land a, a fox gig in hong kong like what there's a story there yeah so Man, I've never like really told anyone about this whole backstory before. <laughs> but uh, um, so, okay, I studied communications back in university. You know, mm-hmm. that can be a really broad spectrum, but I realized I want to do within this uh, communications within entertainment. So, okay, uh, yeah, I wanted to work in like broadcasting type of stuff, you know, journalism, that type of stuff, but within the entertainment realm. Um, did you, so, did you already, mm-hmm. in the back of your mind, did you already like, oh, I kind of want to get into acting or this thought wasn't even there yet. Oh at this man. Point. Yeah. Yeah. So, thanks for asking that. Uh, so I remember, uh, initially, you know, when I was still doing my communication studies, um, I was watching like, remember spike TV by any chance? Of yes. Course. Yeah. Of course. Right? Of course. I'm a big UFC guy, but also they had like entourage marathon. Oh, one of my favorite shows. Oh, right. <laughs> so I was watching that on spike TV for like mm-hmm. eight hours one day. Cause you know, I, I had really like no friends back in the university. Um, then I was like, holy shit, there's a whole other world. There's like, there's agents, there's managers, there's actors, there's producers. It opened me up to like this whole under underworld that I never knew of. So initially what I actually wanted to do was be an agent. So you, you mm. trying to be Ari Gold. Is that what I you're really wanted to be Ari. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it started with Entourage. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But why did you pick communications specifically? It initially gave me, well, at least I was good at it because my mm. original major was psychology. And I oh, knew okay. that, you know, if I wanted to actually be a psychologist, I have to go into grad school. And it's so many years of schooling that I had to go through. So mm-hmm. um, I just realized, get your communications degree. And if Vancouver can't afford you the opportunities that you want, think bigger. Think what's what's the bigger step, you know? Mm. You have your sun funding, like use it, man. So Okay. I boarded a plane, homeless and jobless, to go to Hong Kong. And no plan. No plan. I well, I mean, I initially emailed some companies, like mm-hmm. ad agencies, and before I left, you know, just say, hey, I'd love to come intern or work with you and all that stuff. Literally, the day I landed, all those opportunities fell through. They're all oh, like, wow. oh, we found someone else. We found someone. Yeah. Like, let let's get on this. And that's what I love about Hong Kong, though, man. It forces you to survive. Mm. and you know mm-hmm. there's really no safety net <laughs> yeah and that mm-hmm. you know mm. you either sink or swim in this and uh and i cold emailed fox 
and for hold some up, reason, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What, 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 what do you mean you cold email? Like, where, where'd you find this email? You did fox.com? Is that what it is? <laughs> so, man, I knew my ex-girlfriend worked at Fox based on our social media. So I knew there was okay. a Fox presence, you know, at least an office okay. there. Because um, I didn't, didn't even know Fox, uh, Hong Kong had a Fox office. Yeah, yeah. They recently got bought by Disney because they bought mm-hmm. 20th Century Fox mm-hmm. um, recently. Right. Uh, but yes, it, within Southeast Asia, that was their uh, like Asian headquarters. Headquarters, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So I knew based on my ex girlfriend's social media that there was a fox there. So I'm like, you know, I, again, this was not back with her or anything like that. But I emailed the the, the company link of Fox based on an eat Google search, and two days later, I actually get a call from the director of public relations and marketing there. And man, if there was any in, uh, interview prep that I had to do, it all went out the window because they grind you for that interview. It was like a two-hour interview, just like processing who you are, what do you want to do, why you want to work for us, and it really forced me to think on the fly and get that. Well, okay, okay, okay. There's a lot to take in right now. Okay, <laughs> first of all, you 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 cold email Fox. All right, <laughs> number one, like, okay, what what's even the position that you're trying to go for? Right. And then what are you saying in your email? Hey, I'm a kid. I just, you know, like I, I'm, I'm in Hong Kong. I got nothing else to do. You yeah. Know, hey, any, any opportunities? Holla at your boy. Is that, is that basically what you're saying? Essentially. Like I just remember. Um, so thankfully on the, on the website, they had like the director of marketing and public relations there. Mm. Uh, her name, I won't say her name and all that stuff, but Thankfully, I could actually like send it to someone directly, you know, like wow. say dear name. And then here's what I can offer. Here's my resume. As luck would have it, she's actually a graduate from UBC. Not sure if you guys know oh. that mm-hmm. university. Yeah. Yeah. University of British Columbia. And she knew that she saw from my resume that I was uh, from SFU, from Simon Fraser University. Mm-hmm. So a, a formal kinship already from the, from the West Coast. Back in Vancouver. Wow. Mm-hmm. So she saw that, you know, I was eager, I was hungry, and there was a position open. So just literally just luck, constant luck and being in the right position. Yeah. That's that's a that's a hell of a luck yeah. right there. Yeah. Right? And yeah, before we get to that, I want to know like how mm-hmm. in the heck do you have the balls to be like, I'm homeless, I don't have a job, and but I'm just gonna fly to Hong Kong and do this. Cause a normal like university grad would be like, Oh, I need to make sure I put in all the resumes and all that stuff and then wait for things to happen. But for you, you just went ahead and like, yeah, oh. like are you, were you always this, this confident as a person? Oh, I, you know what? Like I, I'm in my early thirties now. And mm-hmm. when I did this, I was, I was 24. So about like close to eight years removed now. I, I'm not sure if I can call it confidence or naivety because, you know, again, going you know, I wasn't technically homeless just because like I could live with a relative for a little bit. Right. Um, right. But like, you know, the free stay isn't going to be free for a while, right? Or mm-hmm. isn't, isn't going to last forever. So you need to make sure you have money coming in. I, I don't know why I do certain things the way I do. But of course, we'll get into this into my jump for acting. But I just always have this inner belief that somehow if you follow your passions, it's going to work out. I don't know how. And this whole acting thing has been a huge mindfuck for me just because it's it's shown me the most rejection I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. But if you if you can listen to what 
your head is actually saying that's that's confirmed with the heart like it it's going to be better than the opposite wow wow, wow. already already dropping gems yeah right um let's talk about let's talk about the gig let's talk about the gig so you yeah. so you're there um mm -hmm. what was the interview like like what were they hounding oh. you okay first of all yeah. so what was again what was the position you're trying to go for right right so i was working in the it was called the trade marketing and public relations assistant okay position yeah okay so as hong kong was the southeast asia hub or the central we would be uh writing press releases for all the new shows that would be airing in say thailand um thailand taiwan japan korea hong kong china we'd be writing press releases for them and also since the ufc was recently um uh, had a partnership with Fox, uh, we would also be in charge of like hosting events, uh, UFC events within Asia. So the first one that I did was like a Ben Henderson fight. I'm not sure if you guys are fight fans. I'm, I'm a UFC guy, bro. Oh, yo, you're, you're a UFC <laughs> stand? Nice. I am. I am. Nice. So uh, I remember uh, Ben Henderson fought on that card. It was uh, in Japan. Mm -hmm. I unfortunately didn't get to go, but my boss, like, of course, you know, took all the execs from, from Disney was also there too, you know, just like schmoozing and all that stuff. So I was in charge of booking their VIP suites and hotels. Um, also like different F1 races uh, within Asia. I was helping book that stuff. That's crazy. It, did you just... have any, did you have any experience prior to this or did you like, no, so that's what I mean. Like how the hell, how the hell did this kid I'm from Vancouver here, just Rob, like, I'm seeing a pattern. Yo, and, a lot and, of don't, don't get me wrong. I, I totally, the, what, the, the what do you I think? Okay. Okay. What do you no. think during the interview? Mm -hmm. What do you think they saw in you? Why, why do you think suddenly they're like, I'm going to, this kid has no experience prior, but there's something in him. I like, I'm going to give him a chance. What do you think that was? Honestly, like, it, I, I, I know this, this might come off like a, a like privileged statement because I, I get it. Most, most people don't get to do the the things that I get to do just because resources are are, are a huge hindrance. Mm -hmm. But just maybe just boldness, because I, I I literally told my my then boss then that I was like, you know what, I, I don't really have a place. Hell, I don't have money, and it, not that Hong Kong offered me a lot of money on that job, but they it wasn't a free a free internship too. Like they 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 gave me a salary on top of that mm -hmm. so i i'm assuming maybe just because i was a fresh grad so so i can learn fast but also i was bold enough to take a chance you had the balls man you know i mm. i think i could see it if some kid like yo listen listen i don't i don't i have i have no plans here man like i i just like got on a plane i'm here right mm. and i'm you know i like ufc like i like everything you're doing like i'm down to work i'm down to do anything right there's certain hunger that I'm like, yo, I, you know what? I would give you a chance too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's just the part of it. It's, it's the, um, it's okay. They, they always say like luck is a combination is a combination of, of a preparation versus timing. Mm -hmm. So thankfully for some reason they had an opening and the, the person that was interviewing me, who, who turned out to be my future boss, also had a, a kinship with me on the West Coast, too. So she knew yeah. my, my upbringing. So just being in the right position and being prepared landed me that role. That's awesome, man. Um, so 
how long how long did you say you were in this position for yeah yeah so so just under a year there so just within a year i realized this hong kong has a way it gives you a lot but it could take so much from you really at the same time. get into yeah. it a little bit like what what are we talking about what because it seems like a dream job to me like from from Ooh. this I'm, I'm already jealous of you bro you know what i mean like we didn't even get to the actor portion i'm like this guy <laughs> got to work for the ufc like that's what, 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 like how come how come how come it didn't turn out well uh okay so um there, there's a thing about just just hong kong in terms that, that i just learned from any big city that you're in um it's it's just the boundaries that that are constantly being infringed upon you know like you always know when you're going to go to work but you never know when you're going to get out, get off oh. you know that's one of the major things and on top of work stresses and just of course i i added on to my own self too but like i was going through my own stuff too at the same time and i just found out about the weekend you know and i listened to echoes of silence and that whole <laughs> trilogy was like my soundtrack that time just because of the, the dark times of the the darkness that you go through but also the euphoria that that comes with it too Mm-hmm. And just the overall extremes that you have within that city, again, as much as you give, it can also take away too. And mm-hmm. I realized if I want to be sustainable, if I want to have longevity in my life, in my career, at this moment in time, at an assistant level in Hong Kong, it probably can't get any higher than this. Oh. So I realized within a year there, I'm like, I have my, I had my fun. I had my heartbreak. I had my experiences there, all that stuff. It's time for me to go back to Vancouver to save up a bit more money, gain a bit more experience so that if I do want to go back to Hong Kong, I can start higher because mm. within mm. that city, if you start way low, you're not going to get high. Oh. How about, how about have you consider, oh, moving to another company in Hong Kong, still try and make it in Hong Kong or why did you automatically be like, oh, I want to just go back and regroup. Was it just because your personal stuff? And also, did you give up on your RE Gold dreams at that point? Because, you know, like, are you still thinking about, you're in entertainment, but are you still mm-hmm. thinking about, like, yo, I want to be an agent. Like, I want to get into movies. Like, you know, like, like, did you still have that thought going on while you're Sorry, going through this? back in Hong Kong? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, actually, like, where my first acting fix came from was... Again, this, this is just a cool experience that you have when you are working in-house at an entertainment agency. Uh, they had to do commercials in, in Hong Kong for, for the uh, Southeast Asia market. And they, they call them like sizzle reels, like just basically bumpers for the channel itself. So, you know, luckily, like the, the promo team that, that does the commercials, they, they walk around the office sometimes like, hey, uh, would you want to be in this commercial? I'm like, me? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, I'd love to do it. Yeah. So one commercial went to another and then I eventually did three commercials there. And that was like my first uh, taste of acting. And I'm like, this is fun. This is fun. And that's when I first got to experience. I'm like, actually, you know, this is what I'm doing. Like, like booking suites for, for all these VIPs, you know, like I didn't work in showbiz to, to, to be Travelocity for people. Mm. So I was like, you know what? No, I, I want to be closer to the action. And I realized within Hong Kong, you know, you know, there's TVB, there, there's, mm-hmm. there's like 
not that much content that I that I personally like. I, I know many people do like it, but I personally don't. So if I want to be closer to the action, like agency side or the uh, or the acting side, I have to move back to North America for that. So Hong Kong was the seed that kind of was. I don't know. I don't know if I should be like happy for this guy or just jealous of this guy because like this <laughs> guy is like this guy is like the the Asian Forrest Gump. Okay, like if I worked, if I worked, if I worked at his position, ain't no one asking me to do a commercial. You know what I'm saying? Your boy, well, not, yeah. I'm not your boy. Not pretty enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, just look at the hair. <laughs> Just look, just look at, at the hair, hair, man. You know what I mean? Like at the right place at the right time, right? Mm -hmm. So did you <sighs> go back in terms of going back to Vancouver, wanting, oh, I'm going to think about acting like as a serious thing or it's just like, no, oh, I'll just find a job and no, oh, oh, acting comes along. Great. I'll look into <sighs> Was it. Was there a game plan? Yeah. So, okay. So, and, and this sounds incredibly pretentious. I'm not sure if the former stuff I said came out pretentious, but, uh, Oh no, you're fine. No, bro. no, no, no. You're fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks guys. Um, <laughs> but just, I remember right before I had formally put in my two weeks back at Hong Kong and after I did like my third and my final commercial there, I remember one of the, uh, the production coordinators on the promo team said, Hey, you know, did you want to stay and, and be an actor in, in this city? And I was like, you know what? No. And this Whoa. was when I still had, yeah, this is when I still had like my, my, um, like, I guess my power trip, more of why I want to be an agent was just because party already seemed so powerful. So right. I was like all about ego and everything like that. So, so when she asked me, do you want to be an actor in Hong Kong? I was like, no, no I want to be them. And when I pointed to them, I was pointing at all like the execs at, at Fox, all their offices. Yeah. I was like, I want to be them. But really, I'm like, I don't want to be a paper pusher in the end. That you person know? was probably like, you, what, I just, you can be Daniel Wu, man. You know, like you want to be that. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yo, uh -huh. do you ever, because I, okay, okay. Because you say you're not into the scene, but like even me, I'm like, yo, Hong Kong cinema, like Hong Kong television, like it's, it's dope content, man. You know, it's, do you, it's do you ever look back and be like, fuck, I bet, fuck. I should have stayed. <laughs> uh, dude, uh, being my friend, uh, I'm, I'm going to give him a shout out. One of my good buddies, Coven Ho. He mm -hmm. was he was with me in Hong Kong, also from Vancouver. Um, but every day I, I do, there's a little inkling of me that I see every day. Like I pick up a book. I'm like, oh, it triggers a memory back in Hong Kong. It's mm -hmm. just that city will forever be a part of me till the day I die it's mm -hmm. there was so much in that so so when i eventually did leave that city um i i went back to vancouver and just my, my whole point was just to save money so i i worked at my dad's company uh he owns an insurance agency so i was working there for a long time while, while trying to save money and find a new job within uh broadcasting entertainment in vancouver at that time it just wasn't there yet you know it, it was so incredibly hard. And I remember driving home one day from my dad's office and, and literally having like a little bit of a, uh, have you guys seen Ladybird by any chance? Uh, a while ago. Yes. A long okay. time ago. Yeah. Remember when, when, uh, when Ladybird was just driving through her hometown and just going through reminiscing about her whole childhood and how, how that small town played a big part in her. Mm -hmm. Like she almost had like a little panic attack that it's like, if she doesn't leave, it's going to suffocate her. And I had that on driving on Broadway 
passing Happy Valley Dim Sum restaurant, just passing by. And I'm like, if I don't leave this city, it's the walls are closing in. Mm -hmm. If you don't leave now, you're, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Like you kind of got comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. But like, okay, you said Mm -hmm. you wanted to go back to Vancouver to get into the entertainment industry, but like, Mm -hmm. Did you have any idea how to do it? Like, how how do you even? Where do you start? Like, do you where have do connections you, yeah. or network? What, like, how do you even? Like, you want to? Yeah. I want to be an agent, but like, okay, oh, okay, yo. how? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So I was actually I had a pretty good game plan going in there. Mm-hmm. I met up with a lot of cool agencies, like talent agencies in Vancouver, like Lucas Talent, Red Talent, Tristco, KC Talent. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all like acting agencies. Um, great people that I've met with, and I had great info info interviews. But at the end of the day being an agent in Vancouver is a very, very small network of people Mm. that again, if you have no credentials to your name and I can't pull that same shit that I did in Hong Kong, you know, like cold emailing and and getting a position. (laughs) So it was a cold hearted reality that within, within that subculture of agencies in Vancouver that I I'm not there yet that I I haven't proved myself yet. So that's sort of what pushed me into thinking, Hey, Toronto might be have to be the next step then. But at that point, you're still thinking agent. You're not even thinking acting yet. No. Oh no. my goodness. Okay. No, wow. Okay. So is yeah. it in Toronto that's where you decided, oh, the agent thing is nice, but acting is the way to go from in terms of financial and everything. And why and why Toronto specifically? Because like if you're talking about entertainment, you could go to LA. You're a West Coast. You can go to LA. It's like pretty close, you know? No. So, so why, why Toronto specifically? Uh, I did want to stay within Canada. That's the main thing. Mm. Um, just uh, the whole visa process of working in the States. Like, of course, yes, LA is incredible. I've been there a few times, mm-hmm. met up with some good people, um, but just, you know, getting a visa and working there would be incredibly hard, at least for, for my present day credentials. Cause you need a lot of credentials to get your visa. Um, but just, back to your question about just why Toronto it's it's the biggest city in Canada it has the most hype Drake is from there the weekends from there you know Carnello fish out shout out you heard it you heard it yeah, yeah, you heard yeah. it here first all right yeah, Vancouver yeah. we're better than you okay <laughs> <laughs> Vancouver's nice though man oh it's home but like I remember um, I was, you know, for, I'm still living with my girlfriend and everything like that. We're still together. She's been a huge support system and, and rock for me. Um, but I remember telling her one day, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pull the same stunt I did back in Hong Kong. What I'm going to do is I'm going to book a, a ticket for, for one week in, in Toronto. I'm going to, I'm going to cold email and plan as many info interviews as I can. Uh, before before I decide, before we decide to to move there together, me and my girlfriend to move there together. So in I believe it was in in 2014, I believe in April or something like that. Um, and prior to that, I I eventually for some reason so many people were so receptive to meeting me. Within five days in Toronto, I booked out ten info interviews with animation uh, executives, uh, people from uh, the Business News Network, from from Bell Media just everyone within the industry that I want to be in. So receptive. Yeah. And what's, what's an info meeting though? Like, is it, uh, are you, are you, are you writing them for a job or is this like, Hey, hey, I just want to talk. Like what what are we talking about here? 
essentially it's just to, to pick their brain about what they do in their job and about like the potential opportunities that they can have in their company. I didn't know companies yeah. did that. Yeah. You could, just, I, you could just holler at them be like, Hey, I just want an info sesh. Like, you know, like I'm not trying to ask for a, a job. Coffee. I just want it, essentially yeah. coffee talks. So is there, there's a dude at the, at the company that just does like the, the coffee sessions. Oh no, no, no. So, so, okay. No. If, if yeah. everyone wants to, to like learn how to do this, uh, <laughs> yes. we want, we want yes. the gems right here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like what I did before I left for that info interview week in Toronto was I listed all the companies that I wanted to work with. Um, I found out all the major animation studios. Guru studio was one of them. Like arc, arc productions is another one. I was also want to work for bell media, BNN, uh, much music, all that stuff. So I looked them all up on LinkedIn and I, uh, and LinkedIn does tell you like people that you, that you have in your network that work there. Oh. So, you know, if you get that, that's easy. You can just email them. Hey, uh, Sarah, hypothetical Sarah, I noticed you work at much Me much music in Toronto. Uh, I'm in town that week. Uh, can we meet up or if you actually don't have anyone within your, that, uh, within that company, but you have second degree connections, ask that first degree connection to connect you to that second degree person. Yeah. So, you know, like, and then eventually I got so many info interviews that I'm like, Toronto is so nice and they have so many opportunities willing to, to meet with me. It was just God really damn. great. Are you, are you an extrovert? Cause like, God damn, like I'm just having so much anxiety yeah. picturing me, you know, cold messaging cold someone on LinkedIn. Because <laughs> honestly, for us already, it's already hard trying to book guests. Like, messaging yeah, I have anxiety like, messaging you, bro. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like oh, oh he's not going to read it. You know, like this guy, this guy, uh, like how, like, yeah, are you an extrovert? Like, what, uh, like you have, you seem like you, everybody, everywhere you go, you just make friends. <laughs> the, the thing is like, even for this podcast, like, like verify with my girlfriend if you want to, but like legit, she was on the bike just now. And I'm like, hon, I, I, I'm nervous. Like, no I, I, I legit get social Stop anxiety. <laughs> no, but like, it's, um, no. It, it, okay. I, I do have to say this one thing. It's, I am more afraid of regret than social rejection. Mm. Yeah. If I don't shoot my shot, I will fear that regret more than the rejection. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's not necessarily, I mean, you are an outgoing guy, but like, it's the fear of what if. Missing out. Yeah. Right? What if. At least if I got rejected, then it's like, all right, all right. You know, I tried. I tried. Yeah. Right. Because like the, the, mm -hmm. um, the default is already a no. Right. Mm -hmm. But if mm -hmm. you have the capacity within you to move the needle to a partial yes, by all means, like do it if you mm -hmm. want to, if you feel right. confident enough. Right. But default is always no. So try if you mm -hmm. can. Yeah. Okay, so you're there for a week. You're in Toronto for a week, you know, mm -hmm. the best city in Canada. Um, <laughs> what happened? Did you get a job out of it? Yeah, so... What? So, okay, okay. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Holy shit, man. No, no, <laughs> so, okay. Uh, um, so, yeah, like, it's... I, I had great interviews there. Met some amazing people that, that really inspired me to to keep on pushing so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh again i met with like much music a bunch of animation studios all that stuff um no job offer came right after of course those with those info interviews but i but i came back to vancouver inspired just reinvigorated because i'm like oh i i'm i'm not i'm not shitty it's just 
I guess Vancouver just just doesn't have those opportunities yet. But uh, but I but at least I feel capable enough to right. to you know to uh to to flash what what I have you know. So um, I'm like okay you know what, hun? I'm talking to my girlfriend like hun like you down for doing this? And she had always joked around and and kind of you know thought about moving to another city her her her, her original uh, option would have been like sydney somewhere in australia but you know toronto is just as nice right <laughs> <laughs> we're the best man <laughs> yeah yeah so uh we we again we packed up our bags again now now this time it's legit jobless and homeless From oh so Vancouver. you didn't even get the job and you're like you know what nope. i got a little taste i think there's something there let's just do it right yeah oh my goodness okay it's, like i just don't what, understand like is uh-huh. it just purely confidence at that point <laughs> or just you know you were like just fuck it i'm gonna it's do a little it bit i don't care anymore man. He, yeah he just walks in a room he's just glowing you know you're like yeah, uh, yeah i gotta hire this guy man yeah. <laughs> It's... So you you packed your bags and you moved to Toronto. So what happened next? Mm-hmm. Oh man, this was so okay. This was August of 2014 that I first moved here. Um, thank goodness, you know, like I have some friends that that are are in the city, you know, and to this day I thank them so much because, you know, they let me they let me have a place to stay. So when I first arrived here, I've never felt humidity within a Canadian city like this ever. August in Toronto, like it's, dude, just sweat like this, man. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So I I lived first uh, in Chinatown at my buddy's place atop a uh, a Chinese barbecue joint. So so a tasu joint. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. already humid as shit. Their AC wasn't working as well, and just the overwhelming steam of that tasu marrying me <laughs> every morning when I when I'm waking up. Oh And my sometimes the water wasn't working too. So, so I'm like, you know what, uh, really grateful for, for, for letting me stay here, but eventually like I, I need to, I need to find my own place pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, and, and my girlfriend had said, here, I'll, I'll come a month after you. So my goal was to find a place to live and hopefully, you know, get some income before she comes in. So at least one of us has a job. Right. Right. Uh, so I eventually, you know, after about a two-week stay at my buddy's Tasu joint place <laughs> in, in Chinatown, yeah. it's it's amazing. I love these stories. Um, I, I find a place that's really affordable rent um, from a friend of a friend who was moving out, okay. luckily. And the place is right smack in downtown with a rent that is still incredibly affordable, even even back in 2014 standards. They, they, have, they haven't raised it much in, in, in six years. So wow. very affordable. Um, and you know, I got all the furniture, got all that stuff, but then next she came into town, still hadn't found a job yet. And I'm like, kind of panicking now, you know, it's, it's about a month and a half into Toronto. Right. It's turning colder and colder. And like, my heart is kind of racing now. It's like, it's not only me that I have to think about now. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, being my girlfriend, so actually, eventually, there became an opening that I that I found out through one of my info interviews at an animation studio. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity came. I again met up with the with the with the executive producer in in that in that company. It wasn't much of a pay, but they said, "Hey, we'd love to have you on board." What's the position? 
Uh, it was uh, public relations and marketing assistant then. Okay. And then okay. eventually got bumped up to coordinator. Yeah. But, you know, that was my first taste of like the Toronto media landscape. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is legit. I'm working with like distributors on Netflix, with Disney, with Treehouse, wow. with Bell. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? This feels pretty good. But, yeah, you know. I still you want, want something more. more. I want this, something this more. Guy, <laughs> yes. This guy, man. This guy, man. that something more? Was it for acting or just in general, like the yeah. agent life still? No. <laughs> no? That, that no, was no. still not there yet. No, no. Okay. So so when you said, I want, I, this is not it. I want more. What were you envisioning? Yeah. So what I okay. Um, just to also like, like give you a, a, a rundown of that job too. Um, you know, like there are some moments that, that you realize in life that you like overstay your, your welcome. And I found within that company that because of managerial changes and everything like that, I was I was planning on 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 leaving anyways, but eventually mm-hmm. I was I was laid off. Like oh. I, I, I was fired. Oh. And then I was like <clears throat> to this day, and I'm working with my therapist through this, but like that, you know, riding this high of going to Hong Kong without any plan and then landing something going to Toronto and then landing something without a plan, but getting fired. That was my first, I don't want to say reality because reality is when you make it, but that was my first taste of like true disappointment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and then I realized, okay, I tried to play it safe by working in marketing, you know, all that, but what do you really want to do? And acting hadn't come into that game yet, but at least it really gave me a debrief into what my mind was thinking about safety. Like safety only goes so far if the other party that's backing up is also safe. Mm-hmm. Once they don't have your back, you're on your own too. So right. what do you really want in life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I want to be closer and closer to the action. So I want to get a, I want to get my feet wet in the production game. So then I started working eventually later on in, uh, in a VFX company that did like Marvel and Star Wars movies. And I got my first production coordinator title on, on those movies themselves. Who'd you, who'd you cold email, man? <laughs> who'd you cold email, man? This guy's just Netflix, Marvel, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, no, th- this was uh, a recruiter from a former company that I worked with. Uh, uh, you know, that uh, yeah. I-, I had to email her. I was like, hey, is there is there any job openings? And then she eventually right. just... Let me in for an interview. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So what did mm-hmm. you do at this uh, studio? Dude, it was, it was, it was tough, man. Like essentially my main job was be a production coordinator for the artists and producers to, mm-hmm. to essentially um, convert a movie from 2d to 3d. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know there was a whole other like yeah. pipeline for that, but yeah, like most movies that you see, like say it for Avengers Endgame. It comes to us in 2D and it is up to our artists to transfer it onto 3D so that when you put on the glasses, it shows up properly. Oh, mm. okay. Gotcha. Oh, so you guys are just making it 3D. Like the, the thing's done. You're just yes. making it 3D. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But what did your, what is your job entitled? Like what, what does that yeah. entail? So I eventually, well, my latest, my last title at that company was senior production coordinator. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I would be doing was like, 
you know, taking notes uh, as the producers were uh, were screening the the artist's work. Uh, I would be in charge of quota, making sure we hit frames per per week, so that like our vendors or sorry, our clients in at Disney or at Lucas Films were happy with our output and everything like that. Okay, so you're kind it, of like a project manager type. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. <sighs> and, and then what? And then, still no acting. Still no acting, man. Like, what, what's so, going on? <laughs> so at this point, I'm like, it, it's kind of weird, man. Like, yeah. you know, every day I would see, I would literally see Chris Hemsworth every day on my <laughs> on my work yeah. on my work screen. Okay. And I'm like, you know, I'm I'm slaving. There's no, no no scratch that. I am working away like thirteen hour to thirteen hour days on on projects that are cool, but like, it is so mind-numbing and incredibly stressful too at the same time mm-hmm. and i'm like again this the, i had my whole like rekindling again i didn't i didn't go into showbiz to to track a, a shot named wmn0347 you know like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, I saw chris hemsworth doing his thing and i'm like you know what i could be I'm, that guy <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm i'm gonna try I saw Chris Evans doing that. I'm like, I I want to try. I could be Thor. I could be Thor. (laughs) But but, I mean, reality always has a way of hitting you so far. But like, I I, I put two years into that job. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I was like, you know what? I am just just to also give myself like more direction. Because because saying like, I'm going to quit this well-paying job and go into acting. That's literally just saying I'm going to go into poverty. Like starving artists, essentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I I said, you know what? Um, just to 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 what do you call it? Like to to balance out. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. yeah, Get my feet wet. Yeah, good call. I I said, you know what? I'm also going to take a uh, film school program. So okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. So right after I I quit my job at that VFX company, I enrolled into um Ryerson's film program which I recently uh, graduated from. Um, oh, oh, congrats. congrats. Oh, thanks. Thank yeah. you. During uh, the pandemic? Yeah, during the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> pandemic yeah. graduated. This man be productive in I everything know, that eh? he does. <laughs> oh. How was but, the experience? Uh, it was incredible. Okay. Because, you know, how, how much closer can you be to the action if you are actually producing films, uh, editing them, working on sound design, and also acting in them? Like you can't get any closer to the action anymore. Is there an actor program at Ryerson, or is it just filmmaking? Uh, it was it was purely filmmaking. There was okay. a directing course that mm-hmm. also like taught you how to direct actors, and you as a student also have to be actors. Okay. But so in addition to my film program at Ryerson, I was also taking acting classes because I want to be thorough in my nice. experience with behind and also in front of the camera. So mm-hmm. I want to know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I'm done my acting, uh, now that I'm done my film program. I, of course, I want to keep on learning how to be a better filmmaker, but I love acting, man. And that's what mm. really drove me <laughs> in. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's hard and incredibly, um, it, it will rack you to your core if you don't know how to manage expectations that don't have mental fortitude. Cause I have never in my life met with so much rejection mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It's, it's hard, but at the same time, you have to understand that it's, it's, it's a choice and it's just a part of the overall 
journey because it is literally a desert or flood industry. Mm-hmm. You you kind of skipped over it real quick, but you said you 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 discovered that you liked acting better. Mm-hmm. What Why? made you fall in love with acting in that period? Was there something that happened in film class that you're like, yo, th- that's it. That's what I want to do. Yeah, it was. I remember just my 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 very first acting class that I took outside of Ryerson. Mm-hmm. Um, it was literally called just acting for beginners. Um, at LB Acting Studio, a great studio in Toronto, if anyone's is interested. Um, the teacher just said, here, just get in front of everybody and just just look down, look down the tunnel of the camera and just repeat the phrase, I need, I need. And so the rest of the students will, will just see your, your face as a close-up on this big screen TV. And then the teacher just kind of looked at it and just said, okay, th- th- there... <laughs> There is a kind of emotional well that that is that is percolating, you know. There is there is confidence, but also there is a kind of like a vulnerability within it too at the same time. Um, and on top, acting also affords me the opportunity to kind of like use my whole body as 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 a as an instrument that that I that I always that I always kind of took for granted. And so, you know, acting in some ways has also helped me like be a be a more emotionally rounded person but also help me like be a more healthy person because i realize this is literally what's what's your 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 overall tool like you need to mm-hmm. use this body and i realized within any job that i that i ever want i want to be one that uses my whole body mm-hmm. yeah it reminds me of that bruce lee quote that he does, says like where, where his he, like he says like it's like self-expression right yeah. are you like mm. to truly express like you have to like truly feel it that punch right it's, yeah. it's kind of i i see like a lot of parallels yeah there and with everything acting. lucas is talking about i just feel mm. like oh man he's talking straight from like an artist perspective i can like, feel it i can feel like the passion. i can feel it you yeah <laughs> <laughs> have you always been an artsy kind of guy it's it's funny because like i remember when i got your notes for for this whole uh for this yeah. whole podcast like yeah, I started like uh, reminiscing about my whole childhood and, and high school mm-hmm. life. Like I've, I, I never went to parties. I, I was never, I, I was never popular or anything like that, but I always loved music. Like, really? No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, we can't believe you right now. No. <laughs> how, how can you, cause you, you seem like a pretty outgoing person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how, like, did, did you have, what, what, what kind of crew did you hang out with? Like, what was your, what was your friends like, you know? Like I, I was a dude, I remember, okay. Uh, granted, like I, I played in a band and I, and I like kind of toured around, but also it, it was a Christian band. So like, like we played around in different churches and everything like that. So I don't like yeah. count those as shows. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, like, like I played in bands, but if I wasn't with my bandmates, I remember me and my good friend, Justin Brown, man, we would go logging <laughs> online on partypoker.com and just play for hours, man. And that's what we did on our weekends. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you're a poker and, guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and listen to Radiohead. Like Radiohead is one of my favorite bands of all time. Like I've, I, 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 I this might come off really pretentious, but I always like, ugh, those party people. Ugh, they don't <laughs> know the real. You're a hipster. I was like, I want to read my Albert Camus, man. Like, yeah. I want to be all existential right now. Fuck That's these guys. also bad. <laughs> so at this point, 
you, you said you graduated recently, so this was pretty recent, isn't it? Like to to with the film school. Yeah, yeah. With the film school and the acting. Um, so right after you graduate, you decided that like, okay, you know what? I think I want to give the acting thing a try. Uh, yeah. So so actually, like my my film school went in conjunction with acting at the same time. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. um so the uh, film school happened. Film school and also acting stuff also started happening in 2019. Oh. 2010 until present there and oh, this guy <laughs> right before the pandemic i know yeah. and, <laughs> and i gotta tell you like part of my um i guess what what, what i mean by like i'm not sure if your, your viewers or, or yourself could hear but like the the amount of re- rejection just because in 2019 when i first went into acting it was may of 2019 i got my first Again, it might come off like like oh, it's everything so easy for you. But don't, like, with don't the- worry about it. You know, no <laughs> like, worry, we're loving worry, the worry. stories. Yeah, we're okay. rooting for you. Right. Oh, thanks. Give man. us the goods. <laughs> yeah. So after I took my first acting class at LB Acting Studio, I was you know t- chatting with my students and uh, no chatting with my classmates and everything. I was like, so so how how was getting an agent? How was all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, one guy. Uh, he's a bit older than me, but he's also a fellow Asian actor who who's killing it right now, doing incredibly well. Mm-hmm. His name is Peter Hoy. He he said, "Hey, I'm with this agency. Um, give them an email." So I, I verified that agency name on Actra uh, for all these different actors. So Actra has a directory of all like legitimate agencies within Toronto. So I looked up this agent, and I'm like, "Okay, they're legit." Again, I I cold emailed that agency with, <laughs> with, with, you know, like with my shitty ass headshots that I, that were not headshots to begin with. And also my resume, which only had that one class that I took. And I was like, Hey, you know, I, I'm ready to work. I'm excited. All that stuff, blah, blah, blah. I, I went in for a one in-person interview before they still did that pre COVID. And she's like, okay, I'll sign you for a one-year contract. And wow. I'm like, Oh, is that wait wait is that normal is that normal yeah no, is that normal? it's not at all <laughs> oh my god because like wait. i hear horror stories of like actors yeah. like i've been in the game for like five years and i have no representation i'm like five okay, years okay. like first off do you like okay because we're not in the acting world we don't know anything uh, of how you even do acting right mm-hmm. do you actually need an agent to get into acting I would say so. Yes, I would, mm-hmm. um, because the agents are the ones that will that will that will first off have the uh, personal connections with the casting directors who cast for shows. You know, be it be right. it Netflix, CBC, NBC, all all that stuff. Uh, without an agent vouching for you, um, you you won't get those casting calls. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Even with- the, even the open casting ones it's best to just have an agent helping you with those things. Right. I guess. Exactly. And then there's also, you know, just the overall branding aspect of, of myself as an actor, when an agent is willing to take you on, that means at least someone is in your corner other than yourself. Mm. So at least that agent believes in you. And when that agent says, Hey, Lucas can do this job as opposed to me just saying that to the casting director, then they'll be like, okay, I believe in that agent. So I'll, I'll bring in Lucas for that role. Okay. Uh, so okay. It's, it's more credibility. So you yeah, sign the so, agent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What is so the, you go to auditions right away yeah. kind of thing or. Yeah. Yeah. So my first audition came within um, 
So yeah, yeah, I came within about, about like close to maybe like two weeks after I signed. It, it was for a TD commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't book it because I didn't know what I was doing in an audition or anything like that. Um, you know, but it, it was just cool, you know, to 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 be in an audition, you know, because I was telling my friends this recently. You don't realize how the world sees you until you sit in a waiting room at a casting agency and you look around, and you're like, oh shit, like this is how the world sees me as just a a late twenties Asian guy, you know, not short hair, five eleven, you know. Oh, you're Do like, they go oh, this specific is... like that. They go real specific like that. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So you're basically in a room full of your lookalikes. Yeah. And you're like, this is a Twilight Zone episode, man. So is that isn't that nerve wracking? Because it's like, oh fuck, you know, like, can you hear? Can you hear the auditions? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. Oh my god. Come on. Come on. Come yeah. on. So if they're like, oh my god, that was sick. That was sick. Like, like, do you get like, oh my god. Oh my I'm I'm not getting this. Right? I mean <laughs> that, okay, initially, yeah, of course, like like you psych yourself out and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I've kind of kind of got to that point where it's like they 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 want me to be me. You know, mm. they've seen my work, they've seen my look, my agent has submitted my materials to them, so they know what they're going to expect. So regardless of, of how it goes, you know, it's, it's not personal. Mm. It is personal in the sense that they don't want you personally, but it's, yeah. but it's not an attack on your own character because right, right. They, they wanted to see you. So you show them you, you know, I have another question. Um, for these auditions, yeah. what do you like in terms of the role, what do they tell you? Right. Like oh, what did okay. they, what details do they give you and how do you come up with a character for the mm-hmm. audition? Okay. Okay. So like, like, ah, actually I shouldn't show that. <laughs> uh, I just, I just have some sides right there. His, his uh, Thor movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel baby. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, no, so, so, okay. Just as a, as a, uh, take, for example, this is a, a movie of the week that is really popular within filming in, in Ottawa, actually movie of the weeks are usually Christmas movies that are, that are shown on like the W network, um, like and Hallmark work. channel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, dude, Kyle knows, man. Kyle knows. Kyle, that's why he's my whole co-host, man. <laughs> exactly. I like it. I like it, man. Um, so, okay. Uh, say you get that audition call. What the initial audition call from your agent would would get you is uh sorry what it would say is the character breakdown like the person's name the person's age the person's height uh what what's their backstory all that stuff like uh let's take for example kyle 35 recently divorced lives with his mom but really wants to pursue something else you know all that stuff sorry i i, I didn't mean Kyle with you, but yeah, yeah, uh, so yeah, you get that character breakdown, and in, in addition to that, you also get sides, which are just the audition lines that you'll be uh performing in front of the casting agency that will be seeing you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you usually get that within two days before the audition, so that everyone has a level playing field for all right. the actors going for that role. And then, initially, once you get that. Start making choices, man. Like read between the lines. When it says 35 and wants to make something of themselves, you know, that might mean like 
the person's aspirations, but also like maybe they have like a speech impediment or something like mm. that that's holding them back. Like start making choices. Who is this person? How can you identify with this person? All that stuff. Create a story. So you're yeah. able to get creative with it. It's not like, like you're not thinking like, okay, they're probably looking for like a funny character, you know, um, they they actually like let you do you oh, pretty much. Absolutely. Then, yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's good that you also mentioned that too, because um, say you are auditioning for a show that's already like well-established and everything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, say, say it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, Riverdale or something like that. Uh, Riverdale. So you already know the tone of the show. It's a mm-hmm. CW show catered more to young adults and everything like that. So make sure that you don't play a Don Draper kind of person when you're there, <laughs> right? Because yeah. yeah. it's the wrong it's the wrong feel, right? Right. So right, right. initially, you already know what type of feel, but based off that, take some liberties, make some choices. Who is this person? You know. Mm. Do you learn all of this kind of audition tips and all the tricks and stuff through acting classes, or it's kind of everything you just figured out through going to auditions? Because I feel like this is not really acting, acting that they will really teach you yeah, in yeah. acting classes or am I taking it wrong or? No, no, definitely. I mean, at the same time, like, like great point, Kyle, just because um, I do have to, I am currently right now taking a audition class and it's reminding me of, mm. of these type of things because, you know, you could be the greatest actor. You could be Daniel Day-Lewis, but if you don't know how to audition, you are never going to get anything, you know? So just <laughs> like learn how to read between the lines of the current breakdown that you get from your character. Mm. Know what tone they have, know what channel it's on, all that stuff. Like, remember, it, it's a great refresher to have as any actor would tell you. I mean, I'm loving this talk right now and I, I'll have another technical question for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, for your characters, right? When you're building these characters, right? Mm-hmm. How do you, like say the character is supposed to be like, a depressing character he's sad yeah right how do what where do you go to draw the inspiration and feeling for your character like are, are you like are you like okay i gotta think of the time where i got rejected by this girl and then like just think of that feeling you know capture that feeling and then like exude that feeling in your in your act like mm-hmm. how 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 would you do it or if if it's a experience that you never you've never experienced before right. how do you prepare for that yeah so on that note so so i i feel like there, there are two facets of that question that that you that you are hinting at there's mm-hmm. the there's the authentic part which is like what you what you say by like claiming a memory mm-hmm. and also the other part that you say is like performance you know how can mm-hmm. you get that out so one of the first things that i learned within acting classes is always think like a human not as an actor. Essentially, the character that you are playing does not want the job. Hell, they're just being themselves, you know? They're, so there is really no point in, in kind of like performing and making these bold character choices, you know? Like, I'm depressed, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to cry. <laughs> like, it has to be like that. So, yeah. okay, so, so just the overall thing is, you know, definitely do, do, go back into your memory bank. Like, that's why I think for, for many actors, I think, and this might sound like a total cliche, but the best acting classes, acting schools, anything that you can do is just to live a well-lived life. 
like have as many experiences as you can heartbreak euphoria ecstasy experience the full spectrum of human emotions man because of course not everyone can be depressed and hopefully no, no one is because it, it's a terrible emotion mm -hmm. but everyone has has experienced loss everyone has experienced a numbing sensation that 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 is special to them so of course go into that memory bank but just think about essentially what you did in in that moment and think about what that character would do because of how they are depressed you know the context of it always matters a lot so play according to how your scene partner also plays too because you'll feed off their energy wow Wow, we're having a master class here yeah. for yeah. just for acting. Dude, also, just as a disclaimer, I am so new, so everyone <laughs> should also check out like <laughs> abundance of acting coaches that are amazing yeah. in the city. So, so I, I am beholden to their craft. So when you're when you're like, I don't know if you, I know you're still pretty new, but was there an experience or time that you just acted the fuck out of that role? And you're like, how does what does that feel like? You know, when you're in the mode. <laughs> Like, do you just become that character? Like, you just believe, like, yo, this is me. This is me. Like, you know, like, what's that feeling like when you're Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Ch uh, Hollywood, right? That one scene where he's, like, acting the fuck out of acting, right? Like, is it in his trailer and he's, like, forgetting his lines and he's, like, yeah. having... Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. It's... Huh. Part of why I love acting is that it's it's liberating, mm -hmm. you know? If you, it's, it's funny that you mentioned Bruce Lee before because he, he had this, you know, great quote. It's like, be like water. And I find like acting, are you malleable? Are you flexible like an athlete? Can you, can you change? Can you embody the things that you see? When there are some scenes, yeah. Um, kind of recently, actually, like I, I remember I, I was doing a, uh, an audition for a, for a scene for a student film that was um, me arguing with my mother. That was the scene. And, and my girlfriend was, 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 was reading for me. So she was playing the role of the mother as, as I was playing the role of the son. Just sometimes your, your scene partner can bring something out of you because it, the whole scene landed on this part where you're so demanding, you're so overbearing to my mother. But she was speaking in a way that, that the tone triggered something within me that it that even though I was saying the lines correctly now, but it felt like I was just fighting right back. And sometimes I have to actually catch myself. I'm like, this is getting too real now. I feel, I feel, I felt that anger. I felt that frustration. And it was supposed to be like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm calm. I'm, 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 I'm in my apartment. But to your point about acting the fuck out of something, it is not really so much acting, but just you're so liberated to be something that you're currently not. And that's what's so cool about this. Would it just be, be like something? Would it be just like living in that moment, being that character and everything else kind of stands still and you're just living for that character kind of thing? Absolutely, man. Can you be present outside of everything? Because eventually when you're on set, there's going to be a camera. There's going to be a whole crew behind you. There's going to be a lighting rig. There's going to be a boom operator just hanging above you like this. It is totally fake. But can you be present? Can you withstand that and be in the moment? 
And that's what I find so challenging about acting. But like, once you're there though, oof, it's you, do you guys play instruments by any chance? Uh, used to mm. in, in, in school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never. But it's good, like, though. eventually it's like, if you're a band and you're jamming, you don't need to say like, I'm playing an E chord anymore. It's like, mm. okay. The emotional thermometer, we're going to go, we're going to take a detour and it's, yeah. it's liberating. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds amazing for what you're saying because <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not an actor. I've tried to do like, you know, Instagram skits and stuff. It's fucking hard. Acting is fucking hard, man. Yeah. I've been in like my friends, uh, rap videos as extras. Like it, nice. I can't act, man. You know, like it's fucking hard, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if I could ever feel that, you know? Um, uh, I, I have uh, another question mm-hmm. in terms of like the process of acting. Right. Cause I look at you, I'm like, okay. Uh, you know, Kyle, look at look at the hair, you know. Luke is a pretty face. boy, yeah. you know what yep. I'm saying? He, he's well put together, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but I'm, I'm always curious, all right? What is life like as an actor who's not that attractive? Or just average looking. Yeah. Like, like, like is, is, is good looking a requirement in the entertainment industry? And if, if not, mm-hmm. what's the trajectory for those kind of actors? Is it harder? Is it harder? Um, okay. I I, I don't know. (laughs) Because he's not average looking. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you got me. Um, No, it and it's okay. So, as uh, how can I say this? It's just um. So uh, when a casting director first initially sees you, all they see is a thumbnail for, for your, for your headshot. Mm-hmm. So when they're like scrolling through this part for like, say, I want, I want someone to cast for in, in money heist. Not sure if you guys watched that show, mm. uh, I, I know what but show, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a bunch of like bank robbers and everything like that. So they're, so they're, they're going through the list of like, literally like Facebook looking, it's just like a whole portal of like headshots. Mm-hmm. It, I wouldn't say, you know, good looking as a pre- prerequisite or anything like that, but it's like, what's, what's meant for the role, you know, mm. um, in some ways being overtly handsome can work against you, oh, you know, cause how so, you know, like Ryan Reynolds is one of the rare people that can do this, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, I don't think I have to look for, for say comedy. Whereas Ryan Reynolds can somehow combine the two, but it's like, mm. they, they might look at me and just say like, oh, he, he looks like a high school athlete. You know, he, he can't play, he can't play uh, this X comedy character, you know? So, so it, it's, it's never really about like being, you know, nine out of 10 on, on the, on the look scale or anything like that. It's about like, what's appropriate for the role. Saying the pretty boys get typecasted as well in a way. <laughs> yeah, it, it, so long as you don't have range and you don't train well, like looks mm. can only get you so far. Really, but interesting. But there, that's why they, every mm. agent always says for for your resume, make sure you maximize on your training. List as many like professors that you've worked with, all the acting schools that you've been with, because yes, your looks, your your overall look, n- not just good looks, but your overall look will get you into the door. But if mm. you have no range, if you have no training, mm-hmm. they'll they'll never book you for anything because then you're just stale. Like everyone has a look. Mm. Mm. Like make sure you're something more than that. Yeah. 
have personality. So Ramen, are, are you tempted to give acting a try? I mean, Do I, it. I'm not good looking and I can't act. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I probably have a better chance at being a comedian with Josh, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, uh, let's go back to like your career. Um, is there anything that you've worked on that really stood out to you at this point? Uh, currently, it's just like a few commercials and, mm-hmm. and the Age of Samurai show that I was on. Um, so <laughs> one thing that they never teach you in acting is never like flout out your credits to other people until mm. like you, you, you see your work on the, on the screen and you're like, okay, good. They kept my scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, okay. you, because... yeah, you talking about that reminds yeah. me of like the scene in Master of None where Aziz Ansari was in the movie. Yeah. And then he told his parents about it, went to the premiere, and then it ended up his scene was cut. Yeah. And yeah, they didn't yeah. tell him. It was like, that was like, where were you? I know. So, right? so you got on the, is it that Samurai show on Netflix? Is that one, that, that yeah, one you're talking bro. about? Okay. So, so you, you were in it. You did a lot of filming for it, and you're like, uh-huh. bro. Check me out in that new show, man. Yeah. What, you only got like a second or something? What, what happened? So so I got like, you know, I posted up on Instagram, like like 300 plus likes. I'm like, yeah, bitch, I, I'm on it. I'm on it. Like, Netflix, let's do this. Yeah. Um, The show finally premieres and I'm like, okay, well, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay, fine, screw it. Okay. So it's not on Netflix out yet. So I, 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 I try to look for my episode. I'm like, holy oh. fuck. It's not no come on and then it wasn't until like it was then on netflix that my friends were like oh i saw you i'm like get the fuck out no no i'm not in the show and they're like oh well you were just literally in the first episode on the intro credits as a as a black and white picture and then you dissipate into mist (laughs) oh oh so i'm like this is my new realization into 2021 like yeah you know what, man? Even even the biggest stars go through this. Just do your work. Just quietly go to auditions, <laughs> book jobs. Don't say anything. Yeah. Let them tell you that yes. you were on it. Let them tell. Treat this as a job, as if like you're working at like as any X job. You know, like no insurance agent mm-hmm. is always going to like, for lack of a better word, like brag about all the things that they've, all the deals that they've had. You know, like mm-hmm. just. This is a job. Do your work. It's it's somewhat cool. It gets you to express whatever you want to express, but at the same time, just do a job. It's <laughs> it's nothing special. Just just work. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit. Like, um, what is it like working on set? What was it like working on that samurai show? Like, what 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 does a day of acting entail? It's uh, anyone will tell you. It's it's <laughs> they'll tell you. It's hurry up and wait. So they'll tell really? you to call. Okay. Them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll tell you like say, and this is generous too. They'll tell you like the call time is like say 10 a.m. You know. So they'll say like call time is 10 a.m. But you're like okay. you're probably not going to be on camera till at least like 5 p.m. Oh so my god. In the meantime, you're just like, fuck it. I'll I'll take another I'll take another granola bar from the from the craft truck, yeah. which is like the <laughs> cafeteria truck. Yeah. Yeah. So, so where you I, hanging I mean, okay. though? Where are you hanging though? Because like, I'm assuming this the main stars are like they got the trailers, right? Mm-hmm. But where do the other guys hang out? 
Um, like I remember I was hanging at that Etsy commercial. I was hanging out in the makeup trailer for a long ass time. Yeah. You know, not because I needed any more makeup. Like they already did my nails. They already did like my concealer, all that stuff, but just yeah. had nowhere else to sit. So I'm, I'm just <laughs> sitting there with, with the makeup artist, just getting to know her and she's incredible. Yeah. She was so accommodating. Um, yeah. uh, but, but okay. So, so you arrive on set, you're like, hell yeah. You know, I'm going to get to work. I booked this. Hell yeah. So you get. You get your makeup done first, and then you just wait. You wow. wait, you wait, you wait. And then it's like a backup goalie. Not sure if you guys watch hockey or anything like that, mm. but it's inactivity, inactivity, inactivity. All of a sudden, activity. Then eventually, maybe like six hours pass, you're finally on set. You shoot your scenes maybe about like an hour or so, hour tops sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then nothing and then you wait for the producer or the or the pc or the production coordinator later tell you okay okay yeah you're wrapped for the day and then you get out of your costume get out of your makeup and then if there's a shuttle they take you back home but it's what you're well compensated for the day don't get me wrong but it's it's a lot of sitting so just like bring a good book man so wow. acting is literally just a waiting job it's, mm -hmm. it's a job where you just wait and wait and wait until yeah. and you kill that it one that scene one hour. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes yeah, you might crazy. not even end up in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, I mean, it's, it's incredibly cool to be on set because, you know, everyone is working so hard together, you know, everyone from the PA to the AD to the lighting person to the rig rigging person. It's, it's such a collaborative effort that I totally get why they need everyone there just because mm -hmm. time is so important. They, yeah. they need everyone there. Mm -hmm. uh, but just, you know, get, get ready that if you ever want to uh, get a taste of the acting game w without any like major credentials, uh, do go, go be an extra. Uh, mm -hmm. Shows are still being filmed in Toronto, like Handmaid's Tale, I know it's still filming. Um, pretty hard cases on the CBC is filming. So try your hand at that and you get a free lunch out of it too at the mm -hmm. same time. Yeah. Okay. Um my final question before we get into like your podcast and stuff like that, like in terms of your career and your podcast is called, have we made it yet? Yeah, so yeah. to you, what is making it, you know, what's your dream movie that you would love to be a part of? Who do you want to work with? Yeah. Other than Thor, other than Thor. Other than Thor. I know, right? <laughs> um, I'll be honest. And, and I've been trying to like get into this, it might sound like a bit hooey hooey, but like I've been trying to kind of like manifesting what I really want in life. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, man, I, I, I see Henry Golding's career and I want, want that. I want that Ooh. so hard. Like in terms of just, I want to be more, and I know that my, my look can maybe support that, but I want to be more like the lead in romantic comedies because I feel like that is where my, my best chances are my best look can be afforded support there so i i want to be in the next crazy rich asians i want to if i if i bulk up enough and i work my choreography i want to be the next shang chi man so okay all romantic right. comedy superhero marvel movies that's the future hey, for, i mean like for look Lucas. at, look at simu liu right yeah that guy's canadian right <laughs> so like do you look at him as like oh my god it's so inspiring that to see his trajectory his career yeah definitely like it's it's that it's possible mm -hmm. and, and and that's what i find so important within representation it's that it's 
that it's possible for people to at least dream. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's what we just really want and, and need to do as, 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 as just Asians within, within an industry that is not fully represented yet. It's at least it gives you a possibility to look and say, hey, it is possible in some ways. That's yeah. awesome, man. All right. I mean, man, it, it was such an g- amazing time talking to you. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to take too much of your time. So why don't we oh, like no. promote your, uh, podcast? I know we talked to Josh a little bit already. Um, but let's hear, let's hear it from you. Let's hear it from you. Like, oh, what was your first impression, uh, when you met Josh, you know, cause we heard his side of the story. Right. 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 Oh man. When did I meet him? Uh, so, <laughs> so it, it's weird. Like, like him and I first went to a comedy show together and, and yeah. I mean, he'll say it too, just because it's also in his comedy act. But like, I thought he was really uh, like pretentious at first, just because <laughs> like, like his, like his monotone voice. I'm like, does he just really hate me for some reason? <laughs> of course, that is not true. So, so I just remember like, just okay. Well, I, I, I mean, we're in the same friend circle, so I'm bound to yeah. see him again. So, so hopefully he does like me. Um, <laughs> You know, th- then yeah. we, we said it in our earlier earlier episodes, but I remember he somehow got into my apartment without me knowing. What? I, yeah, I know. Like somehow my somehow he got our buzzer code up to my apartment, <laughs> and my girlfriend let him up because because he said that that we were in the same friend group. So when I came back in my apartment and I saw this guy, I'm like, dude, I I just met you like two days ago. Like, how are you in my what apartment already? Wait, hold up. He did not Whoa. tell us about this story. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he show up at your apartment? Well, we were all going to the CNE together, but I didn't know we were all going oh. together. Um, but oh. it was just like, okay, Josh, you're gonna be in my life, and, and we're gonna we're gonna do some shit together. <laughs> so, so yeah, like it was actually his idea that said uh, that 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 uh, he asked me, hey, you want to do a podcast? I'm like, oh, I guess he does like me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I guess so, when yeah. he asked me to do a podcast, I'll know that he likes me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Has he? Has he yet? I mean, I've only oh. known him for one day, you know? Oh. Maybe he's going to show up my condo tomorrow, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up, straight up. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, okay, I asked him one question yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'm going to ask you the same question. Yeah, yeah. What is one thing that you're inspired by, Josh? And what's one thing that you're envious or jealous of Josh? Um, I'll start off with the envious. Uh, the fact that he's just so cool under pressure. Like, just so cool. I, I can't see any nervousness in him. And you know what they always say about ducks? It's like, they always look so calm when they're gliding out underwater. You don't see the feet underneath and everything like that. But just when I see him, man, I just see him glide mm. and so cool. Um, and sorry, what was your, what was your first question? <laughs> Something that you're inspired by him. Oh, the guy is witty as hell, man. Yeah. Eh? He's fast. Mm. And, and um, I, I know it comes with the territory of being comedian, but there is something at least in my craft, you can have many takes. Of course, not too many takes, because then the editors and director will get mad at you. But there is something to be said about going in front of a stage and doing your material live. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there is no cut. Yeah. There is nothing like that. So props to him for having the overall balls and also not showing his nervousness because he looks mm. confident and cool mm. as shit up there. So yeah. I'm inspired by that guy, man. So the guy's just like Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs. You yeah. know what I mean? Just Stone you, you, cold. You look at him, you're like, okay, we 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 good. We good. Yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Are you guys NBA fans? Uh, casual. Casual. Uh, casual but, you know. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, but I mean, like, I we ask him this, like, does he ever want to get into acting and all that stuff that what you do, but vice versa, <laughs> do you want to get step into the stage and do stand up like he does? Are are you ever considering doing that? So, uh, one of my favorite shows is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and mm. her first ever set was when she was completely blacked out drunk. I swear that will be the only time that I'll ever get up there. <laughs> oh, you, you have no interest at all. Or like, you're like that. Well, no way I can't do it. What if you have thing. to play a comedian for a movie? Hell, then I'd focus on Josh and be like, dude, show me your thing, man. <laughs> but the main thing is, it's yeah. like, if I don't have to be it, of course, I think of like funny jokes. I'm like, oh, that's funny. And mm-hmm. I tell it to Josh. He's like, huh. <laughs> I don't get much of a laugh from him. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, fine. I guess I'm not a comedian then. Okay, screw yeah. it. Scrap yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. All right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that was a great podcast. Yo, I'm rooting for you, bro. You know, yeah. like, I, I, I want you to get that Thor movie, you know, or that horror movie. <laughs> or that romantic comedy. Exactly. Henry Golding, motherfucker, you know? <laughs> I, I could see a hit. I could see Lucas and then Gemma Chan, romantic comedy. Let, let's put it out into the universe, manifest yep. it. <laughs> yeah. And don't announce it until it's out. You know? Oh, for <laughs> sure. Your scenes might get cut. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, anyways, it was great talking to you. We would love, I think we want to do one, maybe with both of you guys next time. You Absolutely. Know? We split it up, you know, because we wanted two episodes we want more content for for a show you yeah. know and uh-huh. and get to talk to you guys one-on-one get to know mm-hmm. the gritty gritty but na- mm-hmm. but but after now i think we got to do one with both of you yeah amazing you know? uh but before we go mm-hmm. you want to promote your shows like where, where can people find you oh okay cool uh yeah so everyone can find me across social media at lucas john ing ng again is two letters just n and g uh also check out our podcast too at have we made it yet podcast or hwmiy mm-hmm. podcast across wherever you listen to your podcast but if you want the video content we're also on youtube so but props to these guys though man never jaded is you guys sound good and you guys have a great great camaraderie between you two and it's such a pleasure talking to you both stop it <laughs> appreciate it yeah stop man it. yeah we're still new man like i, yeah, I still new. it's hard because i don't yeah, think even for myself, I don't think I'm a great public speaker. You know, I'm not formal at all. I stutter. I have fillers. You know, like I, I talk shit. That's it. <laughs> but I mean, that that that's okay for the podcast medium, though. I feel it's, it's exactly. a different thing. People, we shall see. We shall yeah. see. I mean, if you fuck with this episode, you know what you got to do. Just follow us on Instagram. All right, mm-hmm. at Never Jaded Pod. Right, wherever you're listening to it. Yo, if you wanna if you wanna see Lucas back, we're gonna have him back. So why, you might as well subscribe, right? Until he does. All right. So <laughs> yeah. hit subscribe. Um, follow us on Instagram again at Never Jaded Pod. Kyle, you also have another podcast. It's a, a, also a very dope podcast. 
Why don't you tell the peoples where to find that? Yeah. So again, my podcast is called What Kind of Asian Are You Podcast? And you can find it on all social media or all streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and all that stuff. Just search What Kind of Asian Are You Podcast and also follow the Instagram at What Kind of Asian Pod. Mm-hmm. And for myself... And Robin, where, where for you? Just find me on Instagram, all right? At Conrock, C-O-N-R-O-C. And with that, we are out. Peace. Peace. Peace.